You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hey, Frank. Yeah, here we go. What do you call... (laughs) What do you call a perfect seismic wave reading? What? A catastrophe. (laughs) Oh, oh God. Oh, wow. All right, well, hey, meow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even going to dignify that with a womp womp. Now that we got the humor out of the way. <laughs> Very out of the way. <laughs> yes, it's gone. It is gone. so gone. <laughs> We're here to talk about a, a beautiful film by acclaimed director, writer, artist, poet, Makoto Shinkai, who also did Your Name and Weathering With You. This year, he's got a film called Suzumi. Suzumi, the titular character who lives with her aunt, Riding her bike very recklessly, if I, if you ask me, sees a boy that she feels she recognizes. But why would she recognize a hottie? Surely not just teen hormones and angst. This boy's name is Shota. She later discovers that he is what's called a closer. He travels around uh, Japan looking for these doors that release worms. Giant, crazy, you have to see it to know what I'm talking about, I think, beings that curl themselves up above the sky and fall to create earthquakes now to prevent earthquakes him and his family for generations have located the doors interdimensional doors you could say that these worms escape from and he closes them with a very special key now suzumi is not supposed to be seeing any of this But Shoto discovers that she can see these ongoings, and it shocks him, and he decides, well, if if you're seeing it, I'll explain it, and here's some cool exposition. But in the middle of his explanation, a cat shows up, a cat that they call Daijin, and Daijin Nya turns him into a chair, a little chair with three legs. Now, Shoto is incredibly dedicated to his uh, duty, you could say, and being a chair isn't going to stop him. They chase the Daijin, follow it on Instagram of all things, beautiful meta commentary, to find the other doors and keep Japan safe. Now, that is the surface level of this film. Beneath that surface, we are dealing with very heavy themes of grief, hope, love, despair. This is a very deep, beautiful, and brilliantly artistic film with some of the best visuals I've seen since weathering with you, honestly. With me to talk about and discuss this piece of art, someone who closes and opens all the doors for all people, because he's just a great guy, 
Frank is with us. Well, hey, yeah, that's, uh, that's totally what I do all day, every day. <laughs> You're like, I can't even joke Opening about that. Doors. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you've never slammed a door in my face. No, no, no. A computer, a, a laptop screen, maybe. No, I'm kidding. One more of I'm those kidding. dad jokes, and he just might. <laughs> Someone who would always take care of a lost cat and not just, you know, photograph it for likes on Instagram. Luane is with us. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> And someone who could tell you where a person turned into to a chair should be placed in a living room for the most wonderful, just beautiful looking room. Melina's with us. I'm not the interior designer. That's Rose. <laughs> oh, that's Rose. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Rose as well, who I think would also really enjoy this film. Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone that would not enjoy this film. To be honest, yeah. Sorry to be like, show my. Oh, I guess I liked it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I did like this movie. No, I was. Um, I signed on to this just because of um, the crew that was assembled here. I was like hanging out with them, and you know, n- you know, no joke. We we we've been on we've we've been on camera for about forty minutes already. We're barely <laughs> starting reviewing the movie. So, but um, yeah, we like to get comfortable. I, yeah, I. I really liked this a lot. This is not my my the genre I usually gravitate toward. I don't I, animation is really um, few and far between for me. Um, but I was so moved, surprisingly moved by this. It was just beautiful. Yeah, I didn't even see the trailer for this uh, before I decided to jump on it. I just saw an image that had been released of the bedroom door that's perched in the middle of the abandoned amphitheater, and I thought. Somehow, that is one of the most gorgeous, just thought-provoking images I've seen in recent memory. And I thought, I have to be involved in this because if for no other reason, even if I come away not liking anything else about this, I know I am going to be blown away by the animation. And suffice it to say, no surprise to me whatsoever, I was. Japanese 2D animation, I think, may be the most gorgeous that exists today and ever has the rest of the movie i think is even better i watched this movie once in the original japanese language and i watched it again uh today in the english language because i was trying to watch it while i was making dinner and i loved it i loved it both times the story is just magnificent and beautiful the subtext is just absolutely glorious and i know we'll go into it more I think this is my favorite movie of the year. Not to bury the lead, but all right. So wow. that's two very, two very good in favor votes right off the bat. I guess that's the review right there. Yeah. Oh, um, drop the ball away. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're good. Um, Here it comes. I, maybe I hated it, but what did you think, Louis? I mean, I thought it was terrible. No, um, actually, <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, I watched this with my youngest kid. And I think their only negative comment was was by the time we get to the visiting the grandfather scene, that it's like, isn't this movie done yet? <laughs> <laughs> that's valid. Yeah, that's a fair point because it, it, there's a lot of story here. Yeah, there is. They had made that comment, and then we were talking about it later, and they're like, you know what? I think this would have been cool as like a like a three or four episode uh, streaming show, so that you can get a little more of. Because it feels like they have to pack a lot in here, and it feels very dense, and it feels like it would be interesting if you could give it a little more room to, to sort of sprawl a little bit. 
and also maybe get to look at some more gorgeous art in the process, you know, throw open a few more doors and see what they look like. But yeah, the like Melina, the 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 scene in the trailer with the door, that was the one I'm like, oh, I'm definitely watching this. Like initially I'm like, alright, it's anime, let's check it out. And I'm like, okay, now the music is stuck in my head. Okay, that's good. And then oh look, portal. Awesome. And I'm in. Um yeah, no, this thing is beautiful and I, I don't think any of us cannot say that several times um it is really dense there's a lot going on emotionally and narratively both at a small and a, a broad scale because you've got the the protagonist the the titular character who still is has not really processed this long-standing grief they have at the loss of their mother so it's focused down to her level but the impact of what they're doing or failing to do literally impacts the entirety of Japan, you know, if, if they fail. But not like in, oh my God, it's Thanos way. Like, everything is tied together. When um, the uh, male lead, whose name escapes me because I don't have it in my notes for some Soto. reason. Soto. Yeah. Soto. Every, yeah. every time he deals with these doors, he has a prayer that he uses. And it is about the gods and the earth and and everything so he this is not just like mystical in the magic sense that they are in anime but there's a certain religious element to this that that clearly focuses on on the connection between everything here through through these things in the earth and that they while they also connect everybody they can also completely destroy everybody which of course also manifests in earthquakes for which they have these little phone alerts that go off, which is distress. It got to where every time I heard that tone go off, I'm like, oh, shit, it's another earthquake. Guys, you got to do something, yep. you know. <laughs> Can somebody tell me, what what is this based on? This is based on uh, Makata Shinkai's own personal experience of dealing with the 2011 Japanese earthquake, where he okay, said that... Okay, say, this yeah. has a very... This has a very, very personal, like, touch mm -hmm. to it. And, you know, I think the way it balanced, like, that, this huge story, and it is very, very huge, but, oh, my gosh, it's so intimate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And every emotion here is, is, is so real. This is a story about grief and about, you know, not just dealing with it, but overcoming it and, um, you know, just personal growth. And uh, at the same time, it's, it's wrapped up in, in such – such a sweeping adventure. I mean, I was, you know, it's, it's hard not to just, this is such an adventure, right? Yeah. I just couldn't well, also, um, <laughs> also survivor's guilt to a certain extent, mm -hmm. that sense of wanting to yep. prevent future events like this from ever happening again, just by the fact that you feel bad that this didn't affect you knowing that it affected people close to you. Um, but I know that that's going, you know, very deeply into the subtext, but yeah, I've got to say that one of my favorite things about this film is that it's essentially kind of a road trip for most of it. You know, it's like, it is, yeah. and what I loved about it, uh, and Luane, to kind of go back to what you said about this movie coming to a point where it does feel like it's hit its climax. And then you look at the runtime and realize there's another hour left to go. <laughs> I think I felt that at the exact same time that your kid did. Uh, the first time I saw it. And I think that's because this movie really has almost four acts to it instead of the more traditional three. 
And those first two acts are nonstop. Like, right. even before that title card, we get maybe 10 minutes of pure plot. It's pure action. It took me, it, like, so when that title card hit, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize we right? hadn't, yeah. I didn't even realize we hadn't it, seen it, it yet. Back. It does. Yeah. It's, yeah. It almost yeah. lets you, it lets you take a breath, but then it just keeps on going. And I have to say. It also tells you, it also tells you, like, like, you haven't seen anything yet. Oh yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's yeah. going to continue. Like, this is only like, the beginning. And, yes. but I love that feeling. And I think that for those first two acts, it perfectly balanced developing these characters, letting you get to know them, letting you get to love them, but also letting you know, all right, we have a lot to unpack here. So we have a lot of exposition to give you. I think they do it very, very gracefully. Yes. And yeah, I agree. But once they do reach that third act, we have that moment that in any other film would have been the climax. Mm -hmm. But then you realize, well, we have a little, we have a lot left. What are they going to do? First time I saw this, I've got to say I wasn't a huge fan of that third act because it slows down a lot. It's also a resolution because initially I'm like, oh, are we? Is this the the tying up a romantic subplot? I don't know that I. But it's not. It's also tying up some other plots that I don't want to get into for various spoilery reasons. One of the other things I found sort of interesting about this was the because um, we talked about all the different themes and all this stuff. Um, obligation and responsibility the aunt has uh, a monologue it feels very contradictory and there's a reason why later because this is the same aunt who packs this girl's lunch every day in such a way that her friends are like i can taste the love from here yes. when she gets yes. her lunch out right yes so I, 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 what a great line yeah, and oh so so that that was I mean that's when it becomes when you realize that you realize how false the later bit seems, but there's a reason for that as it goes. So the aunt has this sort of obligation to take care of uh, Suzume, but because of various things that have happened, Suzume now has this op has this obligation to fulfill a mission that she kind of screws up, and she does it and doesn't always care to do it and doesn't want to do it a lot. And I get it because at the beginning of this movie, I'm like, I too would like to just skip school and have an adventure. But because it's an anime, that adventure goes very badly sometimes. Um, and so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just go back to school. Um, but, <laughs> but she does it, right? Like she continues on with all of these things. But she's still ultimately a kid and has this job now through the course of the yeah. movie mm -hmm. that nobody should have to do sure yeah i think that's what i liked the most about her though was that from the very beginning she's not a reluctant hero she's not frodo who's like oh for god's sake i don't want to do this but i have to uh right. she she's proactive from the very beginning she's like all right i'm in this and i'm gonna see it through to the end mostly because early on something happens to soto who is a closer. This is something that he's been doing his entire life. She's like, you can't do this on your own. And mm -hmm. there are many yeah, reasons literally. why she does that. There's a very great detail early on. We learn about her mother and what she wants to do as a profession. And you're like, this is somebody who wants to help people. And she's good at it. <laughs> she, she's a real empath. And I love how compelled she was to just, to just go on this journey and, 
there's a lot of things going on with her and her and her past but um whether it be like atonement or you know just simple empathy i i i the, the further she pulled herself into this the more i loved this character i i i just i just i just couldn't help but just you know my heart bled for her and everything and and how this event which had seemingly nothing to do with her becomes all about her that that's breathtaking storytelling for my money to be honest with you and i think that 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 extended to all the characters i I love what they did with the aunt i thought her arc was was really was really great and you know how much you know this girl is her family and she's not an obligation this is her family and you know she's going to care for her and love her you know she's you pushes her away sometimes um yeah i thought the sorts of the way the way that that this guy balanced everything was just um yeah it just blew my so many movies would have had one scene with her at the beginning and we never would have seen her again yeah right exactly yeah (laughs) yeah Well, let's never talk about this again by closing with our final thoughts. <laughs> oh, oh, I will talk about this oh, again. Bradley. <laughs> yeah, a little janky, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That means, yes, that means that you didn't like it. No, we'll see. Uh, Luane. <laughs> Have you not said what you think about this so far, Brad? He has he not said, almost said what he, he, he said. He said almost nothing. Anything. You've all been so profound. But uh, Luane, please, your final thoughts. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to this. It probably warrants more than one watch. Um, I don't think I can handle watching it again right now. Um, the... Make some dinner. You'll, you'll... you'll Yeah, that's what I'll switch to English and make something (laughs) while I'm at it. We didn't really talk about it, but like, Daijin looks like something that's specifically designed to be marketable. Um, because my first thought was, I want one of those. (laughs) um and i i'm not somebody who normally collects this sort of stuff um this is this is pretty solid i think if there's any weaknesses is it it some of the music is weird there's a chase scene with this weird bebop jazz thing that i'm like what what are you what are you doing um but there's also a theme that runs through it that they use in the trailer that won't get out of my head a lot of the time um it's sort of a haunting melody and I went back and forth about whether or not I liked it or not. Mm. Like in the sense that I enjoyed it and would watch it again. Like I can admire a movie and think it's fantastic and everything it does and be like, yeah, but I don't want to see this again. I haven't figured out for sure where I am with that one. So um, I'm going to give it 3.75 out of five pairs of wet socks. Ooh. <laughs> wet bloody socks to boot. Yeah. <laughs> When she first runs to that first portal and loses her shoes, I'm like, ugh, ah, ah, I quit. I, yeah, I can't that. save the world that. like this. She's running in loafers, too. I'm like, ugh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Melina, your final thoughts? Um, well, I've got to say, having watched this movie twice now, I can confidently say that I absolutely love this film, and it may very well be my favorite film of the year so far. I know that we've got quite a ways to go before 2023 is over. But yeah, the first time I saw this, I knew I liked it, but there did come that third out of the four acts where I thought this is slowing down to a level where I'm not quite sure how I feel about this anymore. It's kind of starting to lose me. And when I went to watch it again, because I kind of felt like I had to, because there really is so much to unpack. 
I was dreading it for that third act alone. But I will tell you, I agree this warrants a rewatch. Because the second time, I loved the third act. I understood why it was there because, having watched it again, so much of what I had seen before, I saw in a new context. I saw what they were building to. And all of the little pieces that I hadn't quite noticed before were all fitting together so beautifully that I was like, wow, I'm just, I'm so along for this ride. I never want this to end. This is two hours and two minutes. First time I saw it, that was a complaint. Second time, I'm like, oh my God, let this be longer. Let this be a 10 episode miniseries. I welcome it. I love these characters so much. Even the people who show up for just a minute or two, they're so well drawn figuratively and literally. And they're so charming. There's a, a fan, God, the animation here, I cannot stress enough how absolutely gorgeous it is. And I think that that third act, even if you, the first time you see it, you feel like it's a bit of a lull, it's so worth it to get to that final, that final part. And there is a scene right at the end of this that I was crying like an anime character. It was just a constant <laughs> stream of giant tears. And I do not exaggerate one bit. I have never in my life wanted to hug an animated character so much and be like, it's going to be okay. Um, I absolutely adore this film. I hope it does not get overlooked for an Academy Award consideration. I know Hayao Miyazaki's got a film coming out this year as well, so I hope I don't speak too soon. But I think this is gorgeous on all fronts, and I give it 10 out of 10 cats who are way too cute for their own damn good. All right, Frank. Yeah, I love this. Like I said before, I signed up for this because my friends were on it and I just wanted to come and shoot the shit with them. But uh, I found myself, like I said before, blown away. I thought this was um, a really a perfect mix of adventure, whimsy, um, you know, this unpredictable, unpredictable ride um, that incorporates like you know, time travel, other dimensions, you know, but also has a really great emotional core um, that it that it holds all the way through. And, you know, I know that third act, things do slow down, but I think it, it, it gets very contemplative at the same time. And it, it's, 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 it's really where the character flourishes a lot for me. Um, yeah, this could, this could be a miniseries. Um, but I think even even though there's a lot here as a film, I think it's still such a whole complete experience. Um, it's it's way more profound than I was expecting it to be. Well, I had no expectations, but um, I didn't expect myself to be as moved as I was. Um, there's nothing that shortchanged here. I think this is this is a true work of art. This is everything that you want um, an anime experience to be. Um, and it, it does nothing but deliver on every single front. So I have got to give this um, 10 out of 10, you know, chairs with legs missing because they're probably from Ikea because their <laughs> shit breaks a lot all the time. And it's like, Hey, that chair was handmade. Like <laughs> I was going to say in with Ikea, love. it shows up in the package that way. <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> Where's its face? Where's its oh. mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was very old when I first experienced uh, what you call a catastrophic grief, and I didn't know what to do with it. And so many films, books, and movies people recommended would be follow your dreams, live, 
that's how you cure grief. That sucks. That advice sucks. What about when I'm doing laundry? I can't even freaking cook pancakes anymore because of how they're tied to my grief. This film and Reservation Dogs is the only media, at least for me, that I've seen that is related to my sadness and the sadness that we just don't like to talk about, that uh, grief doesn't just go away. And I love that. So you're all right. Beautifully animated, gorgeous characters, a lot of hard conversations and a lot of healing. And I think therapy watching this, at least for me. So I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 cat selfies. The entire time you were saying that, I was waiting for you to go, but. Yeah. <laughs> but. Well, Br- no, Bradley, Bradley is right. That cat does know how to pose. Yeah. You know, 